Look, I got a testimony. I got to tell him what God did. I'm calling God the homie. He took me out of the mosh pit. I will contest the phonies. Separate demons and God's kids. I got to spread his word, so I'm going to show you who the God is. The word is my weapon. I move like a general. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Walk With Me. I'm your host, JJ, and it's good to see you, every one of you here again today. And, and I say see, and I'm, I know I'm kind of using that facetiously because I can see people downloading it and, and things like that. I really, I'm really humbled and honored uh, to uh, see these things and seeing the number of listeners going up. I, it's not me. It's got nothing to do with me. It's just the fact of, of this being the word of God and how powerful his word is. Uh, you could be listening to any other podcast, but you're listening to this one. And I really do appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it more than I could say. Um, again, it's, it's not about me. Uh, but we do have some sponsors. We have Exquisite Creations. Make sure you give her a, a look. Uh, she's on the TikTok. And um, I believe she's going to have that website up pretty soon. There were some delays. Um, and she's getting ready for a big event in November. Uh, details will be coming. Also, True Bars of Lyricist, and he's he does the intro and out uh, outro music um, that we have going on, and he also does a lot of music producing. Uh, so go ahead and give him a shout out too. And and also, last but not least, maybe is a little least, but uh, Templar Chronicles One new players. If you're looking for just something to read, kind of take your mind off of everything that's going on. Uh, in the world, you just kind of want to read a little bit. Uh, go ahead and get that from Amazon. Pretty good reviews on that so far. Uh, again, I thank you all for listening. So we're going to go ahead and take a walk here. Remember to get your pens and notepad. You know, I'm really starting to think that we should start going to church. Um, when we do go to church and we have preachers and they're, you know, talking about Bible study and they're covering a lot of scriptures really should get a um, pen and paper like a notepad like you used to do in school because we got to start retaining this stuff um, and really got to start learning about the word of God rather than just hearing it a little bit and and just letting it just kind of go away you know we're going to talk more about that and I kind of digress sorry about that but we're going to make sure uh, we have a rule here at this podcast um, I will give a couple of scriptures just for the sake of time. And the whole idea is to read a couple of verses above, a couple of verses below, but preferably the whole chapter. Why? Because, everyone, the context is very, very, very important. Context is key. You know, you could take a, you could take any word that somebody says and you could twist it to say something completely different. We've seen that extensively over the last couple of years, few years. And this is not new because people have been taking the word of God and taking one verse out of context and building a whole false doctrine around it and then deceiving other people, whether it's intentionally, whether it's unintentionally. Uh, I will let God decide that. But we have to make sure that we are keeping his word in context. Okay. So um, that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a walk here. We were talking uh, before on our last episode about how um, 
how Ishmael came to be. And Abraham having taken God's promise out of, out of, uh, you know, he didn't wait for God. He took it into his own hands between him and Sarah had an agreement. You go in and you have sex with Hagar the handmaid and Ishmael was born. And now we have Israel versus the Arab nations because the Arab nations sprang forth out of Ishmael. Now, but God's agreement still had not, God still had not forgotten his agreement. Because when Abraham was 90 years old, he was still called Abram at this point. But when Abram was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, in Genesis 17, 1 and 2. And when Abram was 90 years old and not, which is 99, 99 years old. The Lord appeared to Abram and said of him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make thy covenant between me and thee and multiply thee exceeding. This is the same promise he made before. He's basically renewing the promise. And he even changed. Listen, just, just do what I tell you to do. Do the right thing. And I will take care of it. And it was about this time that God changed his name to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. We call him Abraham now because this is the name that we know. But this is the, this is the, his name was originally Abraham. And he also changed Sarah's name. Well, it was Sarai. He also changed it to Sarah, which means my princess. And then God gave a token of that agreement and in that agreement he says in Genesis 17 10 11 he says, this is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your seed after you every child among you shall be circumcised and you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin and it shall be token covenant between me and you in other words just the same thing like we talked about before you gotta get skin in the game. I know. Seems a little macabre. I get it. Get skin in the game. You gotta do something. Here's you you, you kinda broke the last one, but you know what? That's fine. Now we're gonna try it again. And this is where this is where the problem started between Lot and Abraham. And it was, um, it was here how Abraham finally did what God told him to do. Genesis 13, 8 and 9. And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be strife, I pray you, between me and you, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen. But we're brethren. Now, let's stop here. If God told you to leave your family, and this guy you brought with them, you call them brethren, then you didn't leave your family. And at this point, Lot had herdsmen. He had herds. And I want you to clip that on your mind because we will revisit this later. He had herds. He had flocks. He had people working for him. He had a lot going on with himself. And this was a result of being with Abraham, which is why Lot followed Abraham. And this is, I mean, that in itself ain't bad, but God told him to do something else. And moving right along in verse 9. Is it is not the whole land before us? 
before you separate yourself, I pray thee from me. If thou will take the left hand, I will go right. And if I depart to the right, then I will go to the left. And this is finally where Abraham is doing the first covenant. Leave yourself. Separate, separate the family from yourself. Go down and get, you know, get yourself away from your family, and I will show you where to go. So basically, Abraham turned around then and gave the choice to Lot. And Lot saw that there was it was some well-watered um, areas of Jordan. Now remember now, he's got herds. He's got herdsmen. And the land of Jordan was well-watered, which you needed for grass for herds, right? Okay. So Lot selfishly chose go towards Jordan. Genesis 13, 10 and 13. Sorry, chapter 13, 10 and 13. And Lot lifted up his eyes into all the plain of Jordan and saw that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Wait, what? Before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Even as the garden of the Lord at the land of Egypt as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. He took all the plain. The whole thing. That's right. Okay, that, that right there is all mine. And Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves one from the other. And Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. We will definitely come back to that later. We all know how that ends. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinned before the Lord of Sidon. Hmm. I wonder why. I just wonder why God waited until Lot separated from Abram to fulfill his promise because it was something in Lot's heart that caused him to be drawn towards the men of Sodom and Gomorrah. Kind of a harsh thing to hear. But this is why a lot of times God will take you off to a separate place. Because sometimes when God has a promise for you, that promise can be tarnished by people who are in your immediate vicinity. You all know who I'm talking about. That one relative that no matter what good thing you got going on in your life, here they come to try to rain on And so now Abraham is over there with Sarah and they've already driven out Hagar. Okay, so they've driven out Hagar and Ishmael was a problem. They got rid of that. And now we have that whole issue between Jews and Israel. But here we are now. And now we finally got rid of Lot. And now the promises of God will happen. Now, but something else happened right before that happened. Right before this. Lot separating himself from Adam. I'm sorry, from Abraham. Caused something else to happen. Now, God already saw what was going on inside of him. And God let that go on for a while. And God let that go on for a while because he wanted to show us something. 
God went down then to talk to Abraham and informed him that, hey, you know what? Those cities, I'm so sick of these people down here. All they do is just some nasty stuff and they're just sitting and they're just horrible people. And they just like the people that that I wiped off the face of the earth with Noah. But I promised I wouldn't destroy the whole world again. But these people right here are doing the exact same thing. So he went to Abraham. He told him this. And, and Abraham decided that he was going to go and save Lot. Because he remembered Lot was there. Now, I'm saying this now. Because it's not, it's not as if we all haven't had this issue. We all have a couple family members that have gone astray and we go and we try to save them. And we, we will basically give up everything to try to save these, save these people because they're really, really precious to us. So Abraham decided that he was going to try to stand between God and Sodom and Gomorrah. And it's kind of interesting watching the negotiating skills, negotiation skills of Abraham here. And this is going to be a quite a long read, so just buckle up. This is going to be chapter Genesis chapter 18, 23 to 33. And Abraham drew near and said, Will you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Now, <laughs> there was an assumption right there in that question. You have to assume that someone was righteous in that city. So, and, and pretty, I would have to imagine in the book of JJ that uh, God kind of bristled at that question. Like you got to be careful talking to God that way. But Abraham continued because he was on the road. For adventure, there be 50 righteous within the city. Will you also destroy and not spare the place of the 50 righteous that are therein? That be far from me to do after this man to slay the righteous with the wicked, and the righteous shall be as the wicked. That be far from you. Shall not the judge of all the, the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, I will spare all the place for their sake. I would I would even destroy the wicked people. I'll save the wicked people. I'll spare them. Now, the problem with Abraham is that he was coming from a place of cockiness. Where and so here we are, you know, and God is saying, yeah, I already know there's, there's not 50 people in there. It's not 50 righteous people in all of them. I'm going to let you go ahead and talk. And so the Lord said, if I find 50 righteous people, I'll spare the whole place. You ain't got to worry about it. I won't destroy any of it. So Abraham says, now nah, Abraham's fooling himself now. So Abraham's fooling himself. Oh, I got God to say he won't destroy it. So now we We've, we've stipulated to the fact that there are conditions to where Sodom and Gomorrah will cannot be destroyed, will not be destroyed. And I'm saying this because, you know, you'll hear me use some legal terms like lawyers use. Well, well, do you stipulate? Yes, there are conditions to where I stipulate I will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. This is God saying this. So Abraham says, well, you know, since I'm speaking for you now, I'm reading verse 27. Because I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, I am but a nothing but dust and ashes. What if uh, the be five short 
Do you destroy the city because you know you? I'm five short. And he said, and God said, if there's only 45 righteous people, I won't destroy the whole city. And now Sodom and Gomorrah was a pretty big place. Sodom and Gomorrah has been compared to the size of New York, for instance, uh, as as far as the amount of population and the amount of you know the size of it, it's without the skyscrapers, of course. So it's it wasn't just a little podunk town, just you know, just outside of that creek in Kansas. This was a pretty big place. These were two pretty big cities. Um, like we have Minneapolis, St. Paul. They're like twin cities. They're, these are pretty big places. And so we got down to 45 and God said, you know what? I'm not going to destroy it. And Abraham, he's still feeling himself. So he says, oh, you know what? What if um, there'd be only 40? God came back and said, no, if it's 40, I won't destroy the whole city. I will save the city, entire city. But all the things that are going on in there that I really hate having going on, if there are 40 people. And Abraham now realizing he's on thin ice here. He says in verse 30, he said unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry and I'll speak. What if there be found 30? He went from 40 to 30. Now you kind of figure out where Adam, oh, sorry, where Abraham, you saying Adam. You kind of figure out where Abraham's going with this. And the Lord said, well, yep, if there's 30, I won't destroy it. I won't do it if I find 30 there. 31. And Abraham said, behold, now I've taken unto me the speaking from the Lord, speaking to the Lord. For adventure, there'd be 20 found there. Now he's jumping by 10. Before he was just jumping by five. Now he's jumping by 10. And, and he said, I would not destroy it for 20's sake. And Abraham pushed it one more time. He said, Lord, he's going to let God be angry at me for saying these things. But I'm going to say this one more thing. Perhaps 10 is found there. And the Lord said, you know what? I won't destroy the whole city. Either one of these places. If you could find 10 people among the whole of them that are righteous, all of them, all these millions of people, you could find 10 people that are righteous. I won't destroy this. And God said, the guy walked away. Now, out of the book of JJ, God walked away like, you know, somebody with authority. Like, if you, you find 10 people, I won't destroy this place. And they walked away and then the scene kind of faced the black. Could not find 10 people. 10. And Abraham turned around and went back to his place. He, he didn't he didn't go into Sodom and Gomorrah and try to find the 10 people. He went back home. Because Abraham knew that it wasn't him that was saving Lot. If anyone was going to save Lot, it was going to be God. And this is something that you and I have to also remember. Sometimes we cannot physically save people that we love. It is God that saves them. 
we are need to go back to our place. We need to go back to our prayer closet. We need to go back to what we're doing and let God handle it sometimes. And I know, I know you see a loved one and they're strung out. You see someone involved in sexual perversion. You see someone who just can't stop stealing. You see someone who's, who's a liar. You see someone who, whatever, insert said sin here. Whatever it is they are doing that is destroying them. We want to go in and get our hands in it. And and not necessarily to say, uh, I'm going to assume it is not necessarily to say that, hey, my intervention saved you. But some people are really honestly trying to just not see that person lost. It is exactly the same reason why we also need to sort of back out of it and let God do it. Because we saw what happened directly after Abraham went back to his place. But Abraham stayed in his lane. Abraham didn't go to Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham did not go. Because Abraham knew how wicked the place was. How wicked the people were in that place. Abraham went back to his house. And the Lord went down there himself. He took some angels with him. But he went himself. In um, Genesis 19 and 1 is where we start talking about that. And I know I'm running out of time, so I'm going to make this one. Well, I'm not going to make it quick. I'll make this thorough, but I'm probably going to wrap up on this part. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening time. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. Let's stop right here. Lot was sitting in the gate. Where was his herds? Where was his herdsman? Where was his tent? He was sitting in the gate. Doing nothing. The Sodom and Gomorrah lifestyle had taken all of the blessing that God had given to Lot. You you hear no mention of his herdsman. You hear no mention of his herd. And, And in those days... That was considered currency. So, and and that's how we talk about how uh, sin will rob you of your riches. This is exactly the case here. This is exactly what happened to Lot. He was sitting in the gate of Sodom. And people who sat in the gate were often poor, were often sick. And and also, you know, they, they were looking for work. If you sit in the gate, you're looking for work. Where did his herds go? Where did his herds go? He was he was a boss at one point. He was such a boss that his herdsmen were fighting with Abraham's herdsmen. And they had to separate. They had to split apart the, con- the conglomeration, as it were. And now we see just a short time later, Lot has nothing. But so he's sitting in the gate of Sodom and he gets up because he's he knows who's coming. He's he he obviously knows this is God coming with two angels. Because God got up and bowed himself to the ground. Bible doesn't mention anything about anybody else doing that. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up. It is so good to see you guys. 
so good to have you all here with me and in this journey that we're doing with this Bible study going we're going cover to cover uh, we want to make sure we cover everything and I I really do appreciate the fact that you guys are downloading and sharing and uh, there will be a way to subscribe I guess when we finally transfer everything over to YouTube but just keep in mind I really do appreciate everyone here love you all uh, be sure to keep your ears out and your your notifications open for the next time we come online with uh, the Walk With Me Bible Study. Love you. God bless. Yeah. True. Uh. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been doing, give me your reason. Give me your reason. I got this spread little words of a genius. Words of a genius. Everybody needs to know who the leader. Who the leader. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been doing, give me your reason. Give me your reason.